0: Welcome everybody to episode two of the Green Light Sports Podcast. I'm your host Landon Kaler and your co-host today is Dade Davis. What's up everyone? Okay Dade today we're going to be reviewing week two of college football and looking at some of the best performers and then we're going to be looking at the new AP top 25 rankings and then we're going to be getting into a little game called overreaction or underreaction. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Okay, let's get right into recapping week two. On Friday night, we had a pretty good game between Illinois and Kansas. Kansas wins behind Jalen Daniels, 277 yards and two touchdowns. Despite throwing a pick, Kansas handles this game pretty easily, beating Illinois by 11. Early Saturday, Georgia, Michigan both easily cruised to victories. Um, over lower opponents than them. Dade, how long are, or, are Georgia and Michigan going to remain undefeated?
1: Uh, I don't know. Georgia and Michigan have actually not looked great, in my opinion. Uh, they played down a little bit to some of these smaller schools that they played in SCS schools. I think there's teams that look have looked much better than them, but there's nothing really that we can uh, use to uh, kick them out of the top two because they haven't looked great. But again, they haven't lost, so there's not really a reason to kick him out yet.
0: Yeah, Dave, I also want to ask you about JJ McCarthy. Do you think JJ McCarthy is the real deal?
1: Oh, I think he's great. Last well, season he didn't really proved that when McNamara went down with that injury. And obviously he has the best running back in college football right now, but Corum. He scored three touchdowns on Saturday. But yeah, I think he's a real deal. Yeah, and Blake Corum
0: looked fantastic against UNLV this Saturday. Moving along, we had Penn State looked amazing in their win over Delaware, winning 63-7. to Notre Dame and NC State were close for a little bit, but then the rain delay happened, and Notre Dame pulled away in the second half, winning 45-24. to Sam Hartman looked great again. Dade, what did you see out of Notre Dame?
1: Oh, I really like this Notre Dame team. Sam Harmon looked amazing. Uh, I think he's he's the quarterback that Notre Dame was missing last year. I think he's going to be really good there. And Notre Dame, as a whole team, they look like a playoff contender right now.
0: Yeah, they sure do. But, again, like we said in the last podcast, their schedule is extremely hard as they are independent and schedule their own games. Moving along, Utah has a very, very close game with Baylor. They win twenty to thirteen. Baylor almost has a shot late, but there's no passing interference call and it's incomplete. And Utah wins by seven. Dade, what did you take away from this game? In a game that people thought Utah would have handily won by more than seven.
1: Oh yeah, I thought this game was going wasn't gonna be close at all. But I think we're finding out quickly that Utah can't replicate what they did last year without Cam Rising. They need Cam Rising. Uh, uh, they ranked with two quarterbacks on Saturday. Uh, both didn't look great, uh, Nate Johnson and Bryson Barnes. They looked, I thought Bryson Barnes looked good on, uh, last week on Thursday versus Florida, or two weeks ago against Florida, but I, I'm just concerned about this, how this Utah team looks on Saturday. Again, it's a powerful conference they played on the road, so, and it was an 11 o'clock game, but I, I'm concerned about this Utah team. I liked them a week ago, but without uh, Cam Rising, I think they're going to struggle.
0: Yeah, their offense looked very shaky at times, only putting up 20 points. 14 of those in the fourth quarter to pull away at the end of the game. Kansas State beats up Troy. Troy, let's get this out of the way. Troy is a very good non-Power 5 team. Lots of people had them as one of the best power non-Power 5 teams coming into the season. Kansas Kansas State pummels them at home. Will Howard looks great throwing for 250 and three touchdowns. Kansas State looks to be um, pretty close to the real deal. I'm not going to say they're the real deal yet, but they looked very good this weekend. Let's get into Colorado and Nebraska. This was um, on a lot of people's schedules and the 11 o'clock kick. Uh, Sanders shows out again, throwing for almost 400 yards and two touchdowns. No interceptions, and Colorado – Kills Nebraska, winning 36-14. to 14. Dave, what did you see out uh, of Deion's Colorado this weekend?
1: Uh, I'm not going to lie. I, get, I thought uh, a couple weeks ago that game versus TCU was a fluke, but they proved me wrong. This is every single week I think they're going to keep on proving us wrong uh, when they had their doubts. But this time it was their defense that really proved themselves. So I had questions about it coming into week two. But they really they really showed up uh, Nebraska, who seems to usually play teams tight, uh, but on the Nebraska side, things just haven't looked like they changed at all. Uh, they're shooting themselves in the foot. They're in games, but they just seem to uh, ruin it with some of these silly mistakes that they're making. But Shador Sanders, man, he's the real deal. I really like him. And then another guy who looks really good for Colorado is Xavier Weaver. He really stepped up uh, for Travis Hunter, who had a couple of catches, but nothing crazy. But again, this Colorado team, I think, is a real deal.
0: Yeah, I do not
1: want to overreact
0: over the win, though. Let's, let's not forget Nebraska didn't make a bowl game last year. They looked dismal in their 13-10 to 10 loss last week against Minnesota. Um, I don't want to – Colorado should have won this game big, and they did win this game big. And it's it was my expectation. They did not exceed my expectation. They meant it. And I do not want to overreact like some people are. But Colorado definitely looks good. They are definitely a top 25 team in the nation. Let's keep moving. Purdue beats Virginia Tech 24-17. Big, the Big Ten West finally got some wins this week. My up, One of my biggest upset picks of the week was Holy Cross to beat Boston College. We talked about this a lot, Dade, on Saturday. Yeah. But – it did not happen. Holy Cross loses 28-31, to 31, three-point game. Holy Cross fumbles in the last two minutes in Boston College territory, throw away their chance. And I was really thinking Holy Cross was going to win there to solidify my FCS pick this week, but they did not. Let's keep moving. James Madison has a come-from-behind victory to Virginia. They were losing by 11 in the fourth. They come from behind to win 36 to 35 in a pretty exciting game. I
1: just want to add something real quick to that game. Uh, yeah. Virginia, uh, you got to – I just feel so bad for Virginia right now. Obviously, coming off that tragedy uh, last season, when not able to finish it, and then you come into your first game, get blown out by Tennessee. It was a heartbreaker to JMU. Um, JMU's not a bad loss. or a good team. But you got to feel for this Virginia program that was looking like they could – be a decent program for years ahead and a, a series of some unfortunate stuff has happened. So.
0: Yeah. But the one bright spot in their football program is their quarterback. Calandre, he looked good this weekend as he threw for just shy of 400 yards and he had two touchdown passes. The one bright spot in their football program right now, a very under the radar game, very exciting game. Dade, New Hampshire played at central Michigan I wasn't even watching this game. I went back and I saw this game. I was like, wow, this was a shootout. Central Michigan wins 45 to 42. But New Hampshire's quarterback, meyer I don't know how to say it. He threw for 493 yards and four touchdowns. This, if this was a power five, if this was two power five teams, this would have been the game of the weekend. But just to put you on to something, Central Michigan's offense is insane. And they I expect them to go bowling this year moving along Kentucky beats Eastern Kentucky not a surprise winning 28 to 17 Iowa in the in Iowa State in the site in the Cyhawks series our, our Iowa takes down Iowa State we hate Iowa State, oh, hate State but Iowa the Hawks State. win <laughs> Hawks win 20 to 13 in a closer game than we thought it should be. Iowa was up, by Iowa was up 17-3 to at half, but only scored three points in the third quarter and no points in the fourth quarter. Only ended up winning by 7, 20-13. What did you see out of our Iowa Hawkeyes this weekend, Dave?
1: Um, I, Again, I thought it was a pretty decent game. We showed some glimpses of a better offense. Every single week it looks like we're going to get better and better, which is all you can ask for. But yeah, I knew this game was going to be close. I knew it was going to come down to a, a defensive touchdown, and it did. Um, this hawk series always seems to be close, no matter what. Um, it seems like no matter if Ohio, Iowa State's bad or, or good. But honestly, not a bad shot, about Iowa State, Bronco uh, back to it's really good, in my opinion, against a stingy Iowa defense. But Iowa looks to get better, and, and they are ranked, which is my surprise.
0: Yeah. Iowa comes back into the rankings this week. Um, Old Miss plays at Tulane. Dade, you thought Tulane was gonna win this game. They do not. They lose thirty-seven to twenty. Jackson Dart looks very good against a pretty good Tulane defense. He throws for two hundred and sixty-seven yards and two touchdowns. Dade, what did you see out of Old Miss and Tulane?
1: Uh, yeah, I thought this was a great opportunity. But then minutes before kickoff, Tulane found out that they're not going to have their star quarterback, Michael Pratt, uh, which kind of made me sad because I knew really Tulane had no chance in this game. But they hunted in there for a while. I've heard a lot of reporters and reports saying that Ole Miss didn't look great in this game um, without uh, Michael Pratt, which is really the most talented player on the field. But not a great shot for Ole Miss. I've heard uh, Tulane, your season's not over yet. Uh, You can play for a New Year's Six Bowl game in that uh, group of five spot in the New Year's Six Bowls. But, yeah, Jackson don't look like he's a man. They also have Spencer Sanders, who started all four years, I believe, at Oklahoma State. That could be the best uh, quarterback to on college football right now.
0: Yeah, Ole Miss don't look amazing. They put put up 20 points in the fourth quarter to win by 17. Tulane is going to have to go pretty much unscathed the rest of the season if they want to participate in a New Year's Six Bowl game. But we will look to see. Later, uh, Duke, number newly ranked number 21, Duke, take care of Lafayette. No surprise there. Riley Riley, he throws for 136 yards and a touchdown, and Duke win big. Another game that lots of people had on their radar this weekend was Texas A&M going into Miami. Miami ends up winning 48-33. to Dade, what did you see out of this shootout?
1: Oh Yeah, I thought, uh, I, I thought Texas A&M was going to win this game, but I wasn't surprised if Miami was going to win this game. Tyler Van Dyke looked really good. This Miami team looks really legit. Uh, when I ranked them, I knew they had a chance to win, and they proved me right. So they're going to stay on my rankings. We'll talk about that later in the week. But, yeah, this team looks really good. And Texas A&M, is Jamo Fisher on the hot seat every single year? It seems like we talk about them as contenders in SEC, but they always have that 8-4 and four season, which is not bad in SEC, but if they want to make the playoffs, that's never going to be good enough. So I think it's pretty good. Yeah, tar- Go ahead.
0: Tyler Van Dyke absolutely bowled out. I just want to point this out. He threw for 374 yards and five touchdowns, no turnovers, tearing apart the Texas AM defense, put 17 points in the fourth quarter. He ab- he might be a dark horse for Heisman. He is if he can continue to play like this, anything is possible for the Miami Hurricanes. They remain perfect. What were you going to say, Dave?
1: Well, I was just going to say, uh, Mario Cristobal has really turned Miami around from an a all-right program to a pretty great program. They're going to like it right now. Uh, also, they have a great running game, which is another part of their offense that's going to be hard to stop. But, yeah, I really like this Miami team.
0: Yeah, Miami is definitely a dark horse in the ACC with Duke and Clemson. Maybe not so dark horse now, though. Um continuing with those two thirty kick games, Northwestern beats UTEP thirty-eight to seven. Syracuse takes down Western Michigan forty-eight to seven. Uh Texas State, after their, after they knock off Baylor last week, they drop to UTSA. UTSA wins twenty to thirteen. How about Toledo, Dave? Toledo, who lost on a game-winning field goal last week to Illinois. They played Texas Southern this weekend and they beat them 71 to 3. Toledo looks like they could be the real deal on the MAC as they are one of the heavy favorites. I'm not surprised about that. Arkansas takes down Kent State 28 to 6. San Jose State, after getting pummeled by uh, USC, they go beat Cal Poly. They put 59 points on Cal Poly. Wyoming takes down Portland State. Washington beats Tulsa 43-10. to 10. Michael Penix looks just as good as he was last week as he throws for over 400 yards and three touchdowns. Dade, can Michael Penix keep this up going into Pac-12 play?
1: Oh, definitely. I think he can. I think he's definitely a top-five quarterback in the country, and he should be a top pick in the NFL draft. But I really like, – this there's a throw this guy can't make, man. It's it's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, Michael Pennox is definitely a Heisman contender. He's on everybody's radar now. Um, a game that was kind of interesting in the first half, Austin P.A. plays yeah. at Tennessee. This game was tied after one quarter. Tennessee was only winning 13-6 to at halftime. I was keeping my eye on this game. But Tennessee pulls away in the second half winning 30 to 13. Dade, is Tennessee legit?
1: Um, I think they're far from legit. They got some stuff to figure out if is Joe Milton really really the guy. Obviously, you see this ridiculous stuff of him throwing like an orange across the field. But he needs to get some accuracy on that deep ball, or else they're never gonna really be able to use him in those situations. But there was some talk that their star freshman backup could be getting some reps here. Um later in the season maybe, uh, but they want to get them acclimated into college football. But, yeah, I, don't, I think Tennessee has some more to prove before they become, become, can become legit.
0: Yeah, Tennessee has not really looked impressive this first two weeks, but we'll definitely see a lot of them later as they play in SEC conference play. Another game that was absolutely phenomenal this weekend. Nobody was watching it going into this weekend. Or at least we weren't. App State takes North Carolina into double overtime before North Carolina pulls out a 40-34 to 34 win. Dave, is North Carolina the real deal
1: after this almost slip-up? No. They're, uh, again, they're a team that has to prove a lot. Appalachian State is always known for playing teams close, but this Appalachian State is not good. This team, at least, is not good this season. Uh, the analytics don't like him, But North Carolina – Uh, I just don't think they really have the talent around them. It can't be all Drake May. Um, they obviously Hampton got it going on the rushing game, two hundred thirty-four rushing yards, was crazy. But I think there's room to be concerns for North Carolina. Obviously, they got that win last week, but you want to see them get better every week, and they didn't get better last week. Yeah,
0: yeah. Hampton rushed, like you said, for two hundred thirty-four yards, and hit Pater three times. That is. Absolutely insane for a running back. But again, North Carolina, Drake May didn't really look this look that good this game. He's kind of slipping on the Heisman poles right now, as I've seen online. Another game that was kind of close. Not cl- close, but something to keep your eye on. Oklahoma beats SMU 28-11. to 11. I think after I watched Oklahoma's offense put up 73 points in week one, I thought they were going to put up more then 28 against an all-right SMU team. Dave, what did you see out of Oklahoma's offense this weekend?
1: Um, I don't think it was bad. Uh, Dylan Gabriel threw for four touchdowns, but only threw for 176 yards, which is something you don't see very often. But SMU is not a bad team. They're not a bad group of five-team at all. Uh, I don't think it was a great performance, but I don't think it was a whole performance either.
0: Yeah. Let's get into the game of the day. The game of the whole weekend. Dade Texas goes into Tuscaloosa and beats the Tide 34 to 24. Quinn Ewers looked like a Heisman trophy finalist in that game as he threw for just south of 350 yards and he threw for three touchdowns. Dade this game was absolutely phenomenal. Is Texas this good or did is Alabama not that good this year?
1: Um, I don't think I think Texas is almost legit, pretty much, and I don't think Alabama's season is done either. Of uh, Texas, uh, I think when they come out aggressive like they did to Alabama, that seventy-yard touchdown pass to Xavier where they really, really set the tone. Um, but yeah, this Texas team looks really good. I think they're back definitely, they're heading in the right direction. If yours can play like that every single week, this team could be really dangerous, and I'm talking about playoff dangerous. And on the Alabama side, I don't think it was a horrible performance. Jalen Miller uh, forced some passes that were not great throws at all. Um, he needs to figure out how to uh, throw the ball a little bit better. Rushing the ball, he can obviously get it done, but uh, there's some issues with pocket presence and accuracy. But I don't think this this Alabama team. You never want to count them out, especially if only a one loss. They're still going to be hungry, uh, and I think they're still in the playoff conversation.
0: Yeah, obviously if Alabama runs the table and wins the SEC, they will still make the playoffs. It is not over for them. But as for Texas, they look like the big the big dogs in the Big 12, and they remain undefeated. And looking like a top four team for sure this week. Another great game, this in the night slight date. Oregon just has a scare from Texas Tech. They win 34. I mean, 38, excuse me, the 30. Dave, okay, what did you see out of this Oregon-Texas Tech
1: game? Yeah, I, I saw Bonex have a great performance. At 330 and 359 and two touchdowns. Great performance there. It looks like he's really mature there in Oregon. Got things together from his Auburn days. Uh, Texas Tech, uh, they had that game in their hands. That was a big game for them because you never want to start 0-2 before a conference play. You want to go on and feeling good. Uh, and they need to really get things together, or else things could really go on the wayside. They're a really talented team with Tyler Shaw, but he threw three interceptions, which is there's just rough. Uh, you, you're not going to win many games throwing three interceptions. But I think Oregon showed a great fight. They didn't look great in some moments, but it was a nice win.
0: Yeah, Oregon had a great fourth-quarter performance, outscoring Texas Tech 20-3 to in the fourth quarter alone. Shaw – Needs to stop forcing passes. The late pick six, you have to throw that ball. Uh, It's hard to say. You can't judge him for that. But Tyler Shaw looks like a a huge running threat in that game. He ran for 101 yards and a touchdown. That's something to keep your eye on. And, of course, you don't want to see this Texas Tech team later this year in conference play. They are much better than their 0-2 record suggests. Another great game. Dave, in the night slate. Many people are not watching this as this Oregon game and the Texas game is going on. But Houston versus Rice. Dave, Rice wins in double overtime, winning 43-41. to 41. Former USC quarterback JT Daniels has a great game. Dave, did you watch any of this game?
1: Uh, No, I didn't, but I've definitely heard there's panic coming from the Houston football team here. Uh, they were one-on-one and barely snuck out a win versus Uh, The UTSA, which is not a bad team, but Houston with their big first year in the Big 12 is going to be a rough year for them.
0: Yeah, Houston does not look good, but Houston was up. No, Rice was up 28 to 7 going into the fourth quarter and Houston scores three touchdowns in the fourth to force overtime. I really like to see that fight from Houston. They didn't go away. Hopefully they'll have some more success than that in the Big Twelve. Also, another phenomenal game in the night slate. Wisconsin falls short, and they lose to Washington State. I'm not trying to brag, not trying to pat myself on the back, but I predicted Washington State to win this. Dave, what did you see out of Wisconsin and Washington State?
1: Um, I saw a great game. Uh... Last year, they played each other close. Wisconsin barely snuck out a win. Um, but what a good week. Another great week from the Pac-12 uh, in Wisconsin. Uh, I don't think you should be concerned. Obviously, there's going to be growing pains with a new coach and a new quarterback coming in. They did not get the run game going, though, at all, really. 90 yards, but you carried the ball 29 times. Average 3.1 carries. Uh. That's, that's your identity if you're Wisconsin right now is that run game, and you got to get it going.
0: Yeah, for sure. Washington State looked very good in that game. At home, I thought that was going to be a trap for Wisconsin, and it was. Wisconsin drops their first game of the season. Um, Another very underrated game in the night slate. The night slate, most people only watch the big two games, and I'm going to admit that I did, but this there was this was full of great games all across the board. Charlotte goes into Maryland, and after the first quarter, Charlotte is winning fourteen to zero. But then Talia Tungavailoa finally comes alive, and Maryland pulls out a thirty-eight to twenty victory. Me and you both have Maryland as a sneaky dark horse in the Big Ten East. Dade, did you like what you saw in this Maryland game? Is this a fluke, or is, is Charlotte actually good?
1: Um, Charlotte's actually. Pretty good team, if I'm not mistaken, in the power five. Um, but I don't really know what happened really in this game. I was obviously paying attention to that Texas-Alabama game, and you know, uh Washington State-Wisconsin game. But I know Tagovailoa is pretty talented, two interceptions. That line doesn't look great. Uh, Roman Hemby, Hemby uh, two, 20 carries for 162 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I think that's really gotten them the one right here.
0: Yeah, for sure. Another game that was pretty interesting to keep your eye on um, was Mississippi State and Arizona. That game goes into overtime. The Mississippi State wins by seven. Date a few years ago, Arizona would be nowhere close to Mississippi State. Is the SEC kind of falling down to the level of the Pac-12 or is the Pac-12 rising to the level of the SEC?
1: Um, I just think it's a lot of the conferences are starting to catch up to the SEC with talent starting to spread out now because of the transfer quarter. I don't think the SEC SS, has gotten worse. I just think some of these teams have gotten more talented. Um, and, but not a great showing for Mississippi State. Arizona is not great. Mississippi State was favored by more than a touchdown, I believe. And Arizona came in there and played them tough.
0: Yeah, South Carolina gets a game back at home, winning 47-21 to 21 or over Furman. Rattler looked amazing, throwing for 345 yards and three touchdowns. Their offensive line looked much better than in that North Carolina game. TCU also gets a game back against Nicholas at home. Morris looked better, throwing for two touchdowns, keeping the ball safe, and throwing no interceptions. Um Florida State kills Southern Miss. Let's remind you, this is not a bad Southern Miss team. But Florida State dismantles them winning sixty six to thirteen. Dade, what did you see out of Jordan Travis in this Florida State team?
1: Oh, they just continue to impress me. We're only two weeks in, but Jordan Travis looks really good. Um, I'm looking at the receiver right now. Keon Coleman with another touchdown. He's got four touchdowns, I believe, on a season. But, yeah, obviously not great competition, but not horrible. But another good win. Mm-hmm.
0: And that, some very late games on the West Coast. Auburn goes into Cal. Cal's up a very, very, very ugly for, very ugly game just in general. Cal was up 10-7 at half, but they let the leads slip away as Auburn win 14-10. to 10. So many turnovers in this game, very hard to watch. I had to turn this game off at half because I was not staying up later to watch any more of that bad football. Auburn just looked so much worse than they did against UMass in week one. Despite getting the win and going to 2-0, and th- this game made me like Auburn less. And also Oklahoma State looks – Pretty good in a win at Arizona State. They win twenty-seven to fifteen to knock off um, Arizona State. Arizona State drops to one and one. Oklahoma State improves to two and zero. And then lastly, USC. Some people were picking Stanford to keep this game close, giving USC a little of a scare. But Caleb Williams says no to that, and USC wins fifty-six to ten. Dave, did you see anything you liked or disliked out of all three of these night games?
1: Uh, not really. I just saw Caleb Williams dominate again. Uh, he threw three touchdowns, man. This guy is insane. Twelve touchdowns in three games. They're all, or, yeah, three games because they play weeks ago. Uh, this DOC team is obviously trying to pad his stats for those Heisman case because there's going to be a little more competition this year. But, yeah, and then Oklahoma State and Arizona State, post uh, interesting game out on the West Coast but yeah that was a week
0: yeah I just want to point out USC was winning this game 49 to 3 at halftime 49 points against a not too bad Stanford team that is absolutely ridiculous Dade, are you ready to get into the new AP top 25 rankings oh I'm ready Okay. Georgia and Michigan both stay at one and two. Florida State, they move them into the college football playoff from five up to three. They move Texas up six spots into the college football playoff. David, what do you think about Texas now being in the playoff after their big win over Alabama?
1: I like it. They went to Tuscaloosa and got a third-ranked win uh, in the country. Oh, I, I like it. I think they're a playoff team right now, and I think they are until really the Premier otherwise.
0: Yes, I agree with you. USC ends up moving up one spot to the five. Ohio State drops two more spots down to six. Penn State is at, stays at seven, and Washington stays at eight. They move Notre Dame up two spots from 11 to nine. They have Alabama sitting at the 10th spot. Dave, do you think Alabama should have fallen a little further?
1: Oh uh, no! I think the still team is very talented. They just had that one slip up. It felt like they were fighting back the whole game, but I think there's still some positive positives to come out of that game. I think that I think they got it right here. Yeah, I think I kind of think
0: Alabama could have fallen fallen a little further, as they did not look amazing against Texas. Tennessee ends up dropping two spots after they're kind of close game against Austin PN. Uh, Utah is at 12. Oregon stays at 13. LSU stays at 14. Kansas State stays at 15. Uh, uh, Oregon State finally moves up two spots from 18 to 16. Old Miss moves up three spots after their win against Tulane to 17. Colorado finally gets a big, some a lot of movement, moving to number 18. Oklahoma ends up dropping two spots um, to 19 North Carolina drops four spots after double overtime against app state to 20 Duke moves up three more to 21 and then Miami enters the rankings at 22 Washington state enters the rankings at 23 UCLA enters the rankings at 24 and Iowa enters the rankings at 25 out of all four of these ranked teams Dave do you think all these were put in the right spot and order
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I do. I don't think there's like really one big ranking that I have a problem with. Uh, that 25 spot is, is been getting me these past couple of weeks. So it's really not that 2015 that I really feel confident putting in there. Obviously, Iowa got a big win against Iowa State, but I personally don't think they're a top 25 team. But yeah, I like the ranking of Washington State. I like that. Um, UCLA, I haven't been, I haven't got a chance to watch them yet, but I've heard they look pretty good. But yeah, I like these rankings this week.
0: Yeah, a team I, I'm kind of keeping my eye on to take that number 25 spot eventually because Iowa looks shaky, but there's just not that team that you feel right putting into that spot. The team that I'm keeping my eye on is Arkansas and then also Kansas. Both of those teams I thought looked pretty good this last weekend. And then dropping out of the week rankings this week, Wisconsin dropped out from, num- from spot number 19. Clemson dropped out from spot 21 after – they kind of got off to a really slow start against a not great team, and then Tulane drops from twenty-two after losing to Ole Miss, and then Texas A&M drops from twenty-three after they lose at Miami. Dade, do you like this top twenty-five?
1: Oh, I like it. Uh, again, I agree. If you on like Kansas, take I think uh, I think they definitely just are deserve another twenty-fifth spot. Uh, Uh, Jalen Daniels looks absolutely electric after missing week one. Uh, They handled Illinois pretty easily. Um, Yeah, I I really like this Kansas team. Yeah, I thought Kansas
0: looked really good against Illinois. And Arkansas is definitely a sleeper team in the SEC this year that's a little weaker.
1: Okay,
0: Dave, let's get into overreaction or underreaction or proper reaction. Nate, first hot – let's call it first take. Is Colorado the real deal?
1: Uh, I think this is just right. I think we don't need to, like, go out and say if they're a playoff contender because they're not yet. They have a lot to prove before they get to there. But I also don't think it's under underreaction. They've answered a lot of questions, especially on the defensive side this week. But I still have questions about their offensive line. Should Sanders got hit way too much. Um, but they also need more depth. They have the most talented in the country, probably, but they don't have a lot of depth. So that's my take.
0: Yeah, Dave, the, Pac, the Pac-12 has eight ranked teams currently. Eight. Colorado is going to play most of these teams. If Colorado beats most of these teams, obviously they're the real deal. But we will know if they're the real deal. It will be no secret by the time, at the end of conference play, we will know if they are the real deal or not. How about the next one, Dave? Penn State is the best team to be Uh,
1: I think this is an underreaction. I don't think enough people are talking about them. Uh Drew Arrow has nothing got the attention he deserves so far. He's been getting the job done really well. Um, but I don't think it's a hot take to say his Penn State team is the big ten and best team in the Big Ten. Michigan hasn't looked super impressive. I think Penn State could easily win a Big Ten. Data,
0: I'm going to have to disagree with you. This is a very, very big overreaction. Penn State has beat two not great teams in West Virginia and Delaware. We are overreacting way too much about Penn State. Aller looks good, but no, they're not close to Michigan. Maybe Ohio State, but I'd still like Michigan to win the Big Ten. I think we are overreacting there. How about this one? SEC is not the best conference this season.
1: Uh, I think it's a little bit of an overreaction. Uh, they obviously haven't had a great two weeks, first two weeks. Um, but I, I like I said, I just think it's like the other, uh transfer portal is able to spread out the talents a little bit more. And I think the SEC is just finding a funny way to adjust to that, but I think still are definitely the best conference in football right now.
0: No, they they are not the best conference in football. They they only have five teams ranked outside of Georgia. And Alabama, who's at ten, there's nobody else even inside the top ten. This is not an SEC conference for normal too. pac Pac-12 could possibly be better than them. Big Twelve could possibly be better than them, minus Georgia. The Southeastern Conference is looking not great this year. How about this one? This one kind of ties in. Pac-12 is the best conference this season.
1: Um, I'm kind of in the middle with this one. I think it's just right yet. Yeah. They still got a little bit to prove, but I think they have definitely exceeded everyone's expectations. Um, but I think honestly, this team may not get to see one team in the college football playoff because they're all going to eat each other up when they get into conference play. Uh, they're not going to take a two loss team, but those two losses are going to come from good teams in conference play. Uh, I mean, when you also adding Washington State to the conversation with uh, Washington, Utah, Colorado, uh, I don't know who else I'm missing, but this team is or this conference is deep. And whoever comes out of this conference is going to have a deep resume.
0: Yeah, this conference is definitely the best conference in football. As of right now, the Pac-12 conference is the best conference in football. They have eight ranked teams, two inside of the top 10, Utah and Oregon inside the top 15. This is the best conference in football. Um, I don't know how else to explain it. The rankings prove it. The coaches poll prove it and I really like the Pac-12 this season. I think the winner, no matter – I think a Pac-12 winner, if everybody maintains the rankings, if the Pac-12 champion has two losses, I think they can get into the college football playoff. I think there is a way. Finally, the last one, the Clemson dynasty is over.
1: Um, I think it's a little bit – a uh, bit of an overreaction. Obviously, the past couple of seasons have not been great. They have not been up to their standards. Um, and obviously, their game against Duke was not great, but it was one game, guys. We, we got to calm down with this Clemson dynasty is over. They struggled a little bit last week, but they look uh, better. But I think you need to give it a few seasons before you claim that this dynasty is over because they're obviously going to be in the ACC. Oh, dude, the clock is for sure ticking.
0: If the end of the season comes and Clemson does not have nine wins, the dynasty is over. Dabo is too arrogant in to form to the new college football rules and standards with the transfer portal, and it's definitely affecting his team. They're 0-1 inside the conference already with the loss to Duke, and I would not be surprised if they drop games to teams like Florida State, Miami, North Carolina, and possibly even Louisville, who has looked really good. Dave, this Clemson team is nowhere close to where they should be with the talent level. Their recruiting is obviously going to probably drop off after the end of this year if they do not improve. Um, This dynasty is very close to being over. Okay, Dave, that's the end of our podcast. This was episode two of the Greenlight Sports Podcast. Everything we've talked about, we've almost talked about it on the website over at greenlightbucket.com. Make sure you check out that. And we'll see you guys later this week for NFL
1: and Week 3 College Football Playoff Preview. Thank you guys yeah. for
0: watching until the end.
1: Yeah, thanks thanks guys for watching. Uh, I just want to quick, give a quick little update of everything going on around other sports right now. Uh, U.S. tennis player Coco Goff uh, won a big match there. I'm not a huge tennis fan, but it was in the news. Uh, and then the Braves, my Atlanta Braves, becomes the first team in the baseball right now to clinch the playoffs. Uh, that's big news. To, NFL is still going on week one right now. oh, um, Obviously, and then also this week, I just want to uh, point out these delays are getting insane, man. I think weather's going to be a big story in this coach football season.
0: Yeah, it for sure is. And another thing I want to point out, Israel Adesanya lost in UFC 293 yesterday. That was kind of crazy for my boxing and MMA fans out there. But thank you guys for watching to the end, and we'll be back later to this week with more podcasts, articles, and everything you need for sports. See you guys later. Yep.